0: Welcome to this um, first Advent celebration. It's the first of Advent. Who was already able to open up a gift this morning or today? Yeah, just a few of you. What about the others? What happened? <laughs> Poor you. No, it's the same with me. I didn't get a gift today yet, so I'm still open to get one. If anyone feels prompted to do so, just go on No. Yeah, Advent is, is, the meaning of Advent is arrival. It's the arrival of Jesus in this world. And this is a a time to celebrate. It's a time to, to look up to God and say, thank you, God, that you sent your son. Christmas is actually also only a date. It's just a fact that we celebrate Christmas. It's a date in your calendar. It's not very emotional. But on the other hand, it is very emotional because Christmas is like an amplifier. It's like um, enforcing what, what's already inside of my heart. If you look at the Christmas tree behind me, every single person in here has different feelings, maybe um, thoughts about Christmas. You remember some happenings about Christmas. It's different for every single person. It is emotional. And if you're maybe on the lucky side of life today, Christmas is just empowering the lucky side of life this afternoon. It gives you even more excitement because Christmas Christmas is arriving and you already feel well and happy. And maybe on the other side, you have quite a dark side in your heart. You're sad and looking forward to Christmas is not really looking forward, but it's making you even more uh, sad and heavy. So Christmas is not just a fact, it has emotions coming with Christmas. I want to take you on a little journey this afternoon through the first of Advent, and I just want to take you from where you are. Maybe you are on the purple side of life, maybe you are on the dark side of life. I don't know where you are this afternoon, but we will take a journey to encounter Jesus wherever we are, and um, we will come back to ourselves. This afternoon, So, it's a little journey all around yourself, Jesus, and back to yourself. It's always good to come back to yourself. So, Christmas um, is a season that can be purple. Yesterday, to step here on the purple side, I went to a Christmas market with my family, and we walked around there, and I just en- entered the Christmas season by eating an Indian curry with, um, yeah, you know, with uh, some seafood in it. Typical for Swiss Christmas, right? Uh, Indian curry on a Christmas market. But it was really good and I liked it a lot. My little boy, he had a fondue inside of a bread like a hot dog. You know, instead of putting a sausage, they put some cheese in there. And I was really happy I did the, the right choice. I had the Indian curry. So if you think about Christmas in, on the purple side of life, you, you think about Christmas with lights and warmth. You think about Christmas and you walk around the city of Zurich, you see Lucy, the lights that have a name, they're called Lucy, and Christmas means light and warmth. When you think about Christmas, you see the living rooms where all the candles are, are burning and it gives you an exciting feeling. Maybe on the, other, on the side, other side of life where it's a bit darker in your heart, Christmas is not bright, but Christmas is dark. It's cold. You know, yesterday I got my first cold for this season, and I decided it's going to be the last one also. I don't want to have more of this. But if you think about Christmas, you maybe think about the colds outside. You step out of your doors in the morning, and it's dark. You go to work, and when you come back from work, it's already dark again. So it's a dark season of life. It can be both. So let's step back to the purple side. And see the list, and you will see the list also on the dark side, but stay with me on the purple side of life now. If you think about Christmas, you think about joy and lightness. You know people are singing everywhere, or at least every shop you enter, there's the songs, uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. So you see all these Santa Clauses singing. It's joy and it's happiness when you think about Christmas. Some people, they think about security and protection. When I think back uh, about Christmas in my childhood, I think of my grandma. And we also were always were sitting in her living room and it was so cozy and warm. It it was like a secure place. And I, I was always looking forward to celebrate Christmas with my grandma because it was so secure in her little living room. If you think about Christmas, you can think about peace and quietness. You think about your life. You, you have candles burning in the evening. Maybe you have a, a fire inside of your house. I mean, in the cheminée, <laughs> not, not uh, the other one. So <laughs> and then you feel peace and quietness, and you enjoy life. Maybe Christmas is love and harmony. It's uh, affiliation and acceptance. You feel accepted in the round of your family when you have a look at your closed ones. That's a place where we are looking for if we think about gathering as families and come together to celebrate Christmas. Maybe if you think about Christmas, it's about wealth and happiness as well. You are rich because you can give gifts. You can make people happy, or you feel rich because you get gifts, because you get a lot of gifts. I don't know what about you, but this is the purple side of Christmas. But for many people in here and all around the world, Christmas can have this dark side where you don't think about the light, you don't think about the warmth, you, you think more about depression and grief. I know some people who will have first Christmas, without their closed ones because they had to say goodbye in this year. Throughout this year, people died. Maybe relationships broke and you look to Christmas and you feel sad and grief is in your heart. Maybe you don't feel secure, but you feel defenseless or empty. You walk around the streets and it's really dark and it's dark inside of you because you think all the people are gathering. They are joining their families and I am far away from home here in cold Switzerland. In my home it would be warm, but I have to be here and it's cold Switzerland. Everybody is gathering in the family and I feel so alone. Christmas can be just so hard if inside of your heart it's already dark. It's not love and harmony. It's more tension and conflicts. Maybe you think about that specific cousin who is always there on Christmas and he shouldn't be there. <laughs> you, you were not able to forgive yet. There are conflicts and it's challenging through Christmas time because we gather together and if relationships are not in order, it's even harder. Or on the other hand, maybe you want to be the one who gives gifts and you would be happy to have enough money for yourself. What is in your heart today when you think about Christmas? What is going on in your heart? So I wanna read you a Psalm and it's Psalm 62. And maybe it's your Psalm this afternoon. It's written by David and it says, yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. What David writes here, out from the dark side of his heart, He said, God is my refuge. I want to pour out my heart to God. You know, some people say Christians should always be happy. It's not true because it's not honest. Some people say Christians, they they should take what faith brings them. You know, we Christians, we don't believe in faith. We believe in a God who loves us. So the solution is what David does here. He pours out his heart to God. So whatever is in your heart this afternoon, when you think about Christmas, pour it out to God. Because he is your refuge. He is your fortress. He is the place where you can bring everything that is inside of your heart. Your grief, even your anger. God can handle it. Pour out your heart to God because He is your refuge. Maybe you ask yourself, how can I do that? How can I pour out my heart? Some people, they are going to do wild and crazy dances for God. (laughs) Have you ever seen a, a guy dancing in the street, pouring out his heart? Neither me. I just read about this specific David in the Bible who was dancing for joy what would it look like if you dance for grief or dance for anger in the streets maybe you want to pour out your heart by writing a psalm writing a letter to God in the next moments we will hear some people read a psalm and maybe it's your psalm and listen to it and the last part we're going to read it together
1: I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was troubled, I looked to the Lord. During the night, I lifted my hands in prayer, but I refused to be comforted. God, I remembered you, and I groaned. I thought about you, and I became weak. You keep me from going to sleep. I was so troubled, I couldn't speak. I thought about days gone by. I thought about the years of long ago. I remembered how I used to sing praise to you in the night. I thought about it, and here is what I asked myself. Will the Lord turn away from us forever? Won't he ever show us his kindness again? Has his faithful love disappeared forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to show us his favor? Has he held back his tender love because he was angry? Then I thought, here is what I will make my appeal to. For many years, the Most High God showed how powerful his right hand is. Lord, I will remember what you did. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. And now let's read this together. I will will spend spend time time thinking thinking about about everything
0: everything you have done. I will consider all of your mighty acts. God, everything you do is holy. What God is, so great as our God. You are the God who does miracles. You show your power among the nations. With your mighty arm, you set your people free. If we listen to these words, we realize the writer he doesn't hold back anything. He just pours out his heart, brings everything that is inside and pours it out to God. Make this Advent season a season where you get in contact with God, where you open your heart for God, where you let him look inside of your heart and not even look, not only look inside your heart, you pour it out to him. You show him everything. He can handle it because He is God and He is sovereign. He is the same. He was, He is, and He will be. So He can handle what's going on in your heart. Make this Advent a season where you go in relationship with God. This is what Christmas means. It's not just a tree or lights or a Santa Claus. It's about you and Him. It's about the relationship. It's about Jesus arriving in our lives. And he can arrive in the purple and in the dark side. He will arrive everywhere, you know, because this is God's heart. He gave his only son so we can be saved. Make this Advent a season where he can arrive in your heart, where he can know you, because he can handle anything that is happening in your life. Another way to handle the dark side of our lives the dark feelings looking toward christmas is by looking back in our lives and remembering god's faithfulness maybe you've already tried it when you think about your life you see you see always miracles that he did in your past if you want to see them the question is are you open to have a look are you open to to realize and discover that God was already there in your life. He is the one who created you. The fact that you're sitting here and your heart is, is, um, is, what, is what do we call it? <laughs> beating, yeah? That your heart is beating and you are able to breathe, that you are alive, that you're able to sit in a church together with people who love God. Even that is, is fact that God loves you. And he is faithful in your life. When you think back in your life, where do you realize God was already there? Where is it that you see his kind faithfulness? If you read in the Bible, another Psalm 103, it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know, when you need encouragement for your present situation, look back. And praise God for his faithfulness in your past. And it will give you strength. It will bring you from the dark to the purple side. Because even in a situation where you're challenged and you're looking back and you see he was faithful in the past. It will lift up your soul because you know he is good. And he is the same today as he was in your past. So it makes you full of faith. And full of joy and it gives you this Christmas feeling because you know he is still the same. When we go in the next part, we will hear a story and you will hear a song. And this song will give you an opportunity just to listen inside your heart. Where are you at this afternoon? Are you on the purple side or on the dark side? Ask yourself the question, what is going on inside of my heart? If I had to pour it out today, what would come out? What would I bring to God? Ask yourself this question during the song, and the song will be flavored by the story of Janice. You will hear her story, how she thought back and realized God was faithful in her past. So take this moment just to realize, where are you at this afternoon?
2: Throw the covers over my head Finding comfort in my own bed at the highlights, looking at the highlights, everybody's good life, reminding me of what I don't have, and second-guessing who I really am. Maybe I should give up, will I ever measure up, I don't think I'm good enough.
1: Work and I'm even able to study besides working. But all of these things that I enjoy so much, they just bring so much pressure and so many expectations. And sometimes it overwhelms me, and I feel I can never be good enough. Maybe good, but not good enough. And it can make my heart so heavy. Always feeling like I people I keep on letting people down. But you know what I love? It's that God is faithful. So whenever I feel this struggle and I feel this pressure on my heart, I love to think back.
2: building body shaking I can take it I can take it feel the tension pushing pulling I can
1: I think back to the time when I was struggling with severe depression from like 13 to 18 years old. My inner pain was so strong that I tried to cover it up with physical pain by cutting myself. And I could see how my thoughts would change from wishing not to be here anymore to actual suicidal plans. I just couldn't handle the deaths within my heart. It felt so heavy. And for a really long time, I thought that I had to meet expectations that I was still the little happy girl from my childhood. So I struggled alone for a really long time. And when I finally realized that I don't have to struggle alone, and I started talking about how I was feeling, I started to talk with a psychologist and he sent me to my doctor, he sent me to a uh, psychiatrist and then she sent me back to a psychologist because I was so deep in the sickness already. And then together we tried to find a medication that would help me. But I, I tried so many medications and they all just wouldn't work out for me. So I realized that All these medications that brought so many hope that they could help me. It was a long way to actually find one. But then I could have some medication that would help me. And also, my stay at a um, hospital, at a clinic, it helped me to overcome my big crisis. But it all felt like it was just handling the symptoms. But deep in my heart, I was so broken still but God healed me. It was not possible from a medical point of view, but within a miracle, He freed me from everything. And it was in a camp from ICF. A few friends prayed for me for healing. And while they prayed for me, I realized I wasn't ready to be healed. Maybe it doesn't make any sense, but I was so deep in my depression that Every part of my day felt like it was learned by heart. If I um, was feeling the need to, to cut me, I would eat some chili, or if it was a really bad uh, phase in my life, I would have to get up on time every day the same time. All these little tips and tricks tried to help me get through it. And what would there be if it wouldn't be learned by heart anymore? How would my life look like if I was free all of a sudden? But then I thought back and I knew that I believe everything that comes from God must be good. So I decided, I'm like, I'm letting go. Whatever you want to give me, God, I'm ready to accept it. And in that moment, I felt everything falling from me. And it's just amazing. I came home from this camp and I wrote down something in my journal that I want to read to you. was right after the week right after the healing had happened and I wrote down I cannot believe that all these things I have finally overcome God has healed me and I will think of that every day no matter what happens and and whenever I feel overwhelmed today whenever the pressure is so real especially in this Christmas time when Everything seems to be even more extreme and the pressure is even more on. This is the time where I'll look at my journal and I realize that my worship belongs to God even if my heart feels so heavy because He is good and He is trustworthy.
0: Thank you so much, Janice, for sharing your story. It's such an encouragement if we think back in our lives and realize God is faithful. Janice is part of our staff today in the youth department. She's one of the pastors for the 180 teenagers. And she is spreading hope all around her because she knows that God is faithful. She knows it from her own experience in her past and in her presence. Do you need encouragement this afternoon? Think back in your life. Remember God's faithfulness in your personal life. When I do that, I realize He was always there and He did so many good things in my life. And the Psalm is so easy to recite for myself, to say, praise the Lord, my soul, because He is so good. I remember what He did in my life. I had a season where I didn't have any sense of life. I was still young and I didn't know, why am I here? What am I here for? And I found Jesus here in the church. I started to serve in a church. You see a picture of myself a few years back, just last year, no, (laughs) it's around 20 years back. And I found a new sense of life because I realized Jesus loves me and I'm one of His sons, who can love people, who can bring people back. This is a sense of life that never faded away in my heart. Then I was one of those guys, like all guys, I wanted to get married, you know. I wanted to find the best woman for my life. And I I found her and I could marry Sarah in the year 2002. We've been married for 17 years now. God is so faithful to me we were having a desire to get children we couldn't have children for four years and after four years in 2011 we didn't get one child we just got two child's children so it was a double blessing just at once where god blessed my life we got Sean and louis and they're already almost nine years old now i had this season of dispre- depression as well in my life and god set me free and now I love to party in my life. People who know me, they they know I celebrate life. And I love to have parties. And it's not always that I feel like it, but I am free. You know, the source of death and grief in my life is gone. Now I'm full of life. God is so faithful. Even in the year 2019, in this year, when I look back, I had severe challenges, you know. I had to say goodbye to one of my best friends, Debbie Sita. And I had to stand up here on the stage because she wanted to have it. That I was doing the, the, I don't know the word, the funeral, yeah, here in the Samsung Hall. There were 2,000 people and I was grieving myself and I had to talk there. And God was faithful and it was such a powerful evening when we thought about her. Even in the challenges today, I know God is faithful because I can think back. When we go in the next song, I want to celebrate God together with you. Think about God's faithfulness in your past. Let's stand on our feet and let's find 10,000 reasons to worship God. I am sure this afternoon you will find reasons in your past that give you a reason to worship Him this afternoon. And when we sing this song, make it your song. Even if you're in a dark side in your life, even when you're grieving, even when it's really hard what you're going through, think back. Get encouraged by the fact that your heart is beating, that you're able to stand here. Let's celebrate Jesus because we have more than 10,000 reasons.
3: The song comes up, it's a new day, darling. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his Lord.
0: that you're so faithful in our lives when we look back in our lives we can remember your faithfulness and we can see that you're a good God and I worship you this afternoon for everything you've done in my life that was good everything where you blessed me I want to thank you and even when I stand here with a sad heart even when challenges face me I want to worship you And I will thank you because you are faithful and you are good this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's give Jesus a big hand because he is so faithful. And this is the meaning of Christmas. Yeah. Let's go on in our little first Advent journey. You're still ready? Good. So maybe you think, Okay, it's good if I have to think back and I see God's faithfulness. Okay, but I need, I need His miracle now. I need hope right now. I am sad right now. I am desperate right now. Where is God? Where is His answer? He is still not talking to me. Is this your situation? Then it's the situation where Job was in. In the Bible, there's this guy, Job, and he was very rich. He had everything you could ever wish for. He had really everything a beautiful wife, so many kids, daughters, and sons, and sheep. You know, he is the one who had thousands of sheep. You always wish to have sheep. He had the sheep. And he was so rich. And one day he got ill and his life went down. He lost everything he had and he was really almost dead. And God never talked to him. They were friends. They talked a lot. When you read through Job, you read 38 chapters and God doesn't even speak a word. And then in the chapter 38, after Job had poured out his heart to God for several times, together with his friends, he had mourned. He, he, he had given God everything and he even accused God. He gave it really hard to God. Finally... God answered. And let's read it together in Job 38. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. And it's almost like a counseling session when you read this first sentence. Then the Lord spoke to Job. Finally, he spoke. And listen what he said. Who is, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Praise yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off these dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? And I like this tone. God chooses a special kind of tone when he talks to Job. You know, it's always allowed to pour out your heart. It's always allowed to even accuse God. He can handle it. But you know, there's a certain point where God enters and he reveals himself, not just as the accused one, but God reveals himself as the sovereign one, as as the mighty one, as the great one, the one who started everything, the one who drew the line, who measured everything. And he challenges Job and says, where were you when I started everything? Where were you, little Michael, Michi Sieber? Where were you? It's always allowed to pour out the heart towards God. And you can even accuse him. But there's going to be the moment where God reveals himself and sets everything in order. He is still the fixing point, you know. He is the one who doesn't change. And sometimes when we accuse God, we accuse him because we have a wrong kind of view. Our view to God is not really how he is and who he is. It's just my view. It's my point of view that makes me accuse God for things that happen in my life. Maybe you've already said to God, where were you when I was suffering? God's answer is, where were you when I started everything? This is bigger questions. Do do you realize it? Where were you in the beginning? So if you need answers right now, if you need hope right now, you can think back in the past we did that, but you can also realize that God is great and God is sovereign. He doesn't change. He is still the same. He's the one who called you into life. He's the one who put the planets at the right place. So he is not really stressed when you have stress in your life. He still loves you. He is still good. And I want to give you a moment this afternoon where we just slip in the shoes of Job for a few minutes and we watch a movie about God's creation. And you will slip in in Job's shoes and watch this movie and the question is where were you Whatever is in your heart just open it to God and let him speak and it will make you so humble to realize who he is and who you are Am
4: Anfang schuf Gott den Himmel und die Erde Und die Erde war wüst und leer Und es war finster auf der Tiefe, und Gott sprach, es werde Licht, und es ward Licht, und Gott sah, dass das Licht gut war. Da schied Gott das Licht von der Finsternis, und nannte das Licht Tag und die Finsternis Nacht. Da ward aus Abend und Morgen der erste Tag. Und Gott sprach, es werde eine Feste zwischen den Wassern, die da Scheide zwischen den Wassern. Da machte Gott die Feste und schied das Wasser unter der Feste von dem Wasser über der Feste. Und es geschah so. Und Gott nannte die Feste Himmel. Da ward aus Abend und Morgen der zweite Tag. Und Gott sprach, Es sammle sich das Wasser unter dem Himmel an besondere Orte, Dass man das Trockene sehe. Und es geschah so. Und Gott nannte das Trockene Erde, Und die Sammlung der Wasser nannte er Meer. Und Gott sah, dass es gut war. Und Gott sprach, Es lasse die Erde aufgehen, Gras und Kraut, das Samen bringe. Und fruchtbare Bäume auf Erden, die ein jeder nach seiner Art Früchte tragen, in denen ihr Samen ist. Und es geschah so. Und Gott sah, dass es gut war. Da ward aus Abend und Morgen der dritte Tag. Und Gott sprach, es werden Lichter an der Feste des Himmels, die da scheiden Tag und Nacht und geben Zeichen, Zeiten, Tage und Jahre. Und seien Lichter an der Feste des Himmels, dass sie scheinen auf die Erde. Und es geschah so. Und Gott machte zwei große Lichter, ein großes Licht, das den Tag regiert. Und ein kleines Licht, das die Nacht regiere. Dazu auch die Sterne. Und Gott setzte sie an die Feste des Himmels, dass sie schienen auf die Erde. Und den Tag und die Nacht regierten und schieden Licht und Finsternis. Und Gott sah, dass es gut war. Da war aus Abend und Morgen der vierte Tag. Und Gott sprach, es wimmle das Wasser von lebendigem Getier und Vögel sollen fliegen auf Erden unter der Feste des Himmels. Und Gott schuf große Walfische und alles Getier, das da lebt und webt, davon das Wasser wimmelt, ein jedes nach seiner Art. Und alle gefiederten Vögel Einen jeden nach seiner Art. Und Gott sah, dass es gut war. Und Gott segnete sie und sprach: Seid fruchtbar und mehret euch und erfüllet das Wasser im Meer. Und die Vögel sollen sich mehren auf Erden. Da ward aus Abend und Morgen der fünfte Tag. Und Gott sprach: Die Erde bringe hervor, lebendiges Getier, ein jedes nach seiner Art, Vieh, Gewürm und Tiere des Feldes, ein jedes nach seiner Art. Und es geschah so, und Gott sah, dass es gut war. Und Gott sprach, lasset uns Menschen machen, Ein Bild, das uns gleich sei, die da herrschen über die Fische im Meer und über die Vögel unter dem Himmel und über das Vieh und über alle Tiere des Feldes und über alles Gewürm, das auf Erden kriecht. Und Gott schuf den Menschen zu seinem Bilde. Zum Bilde Gottes schuf er ihn. Und er schuf sie als Mann und Frau. Gott segnete sie und sprach zu ihnen, Seid fruchtbar und mehret euch und füllet die Erde und macht sie euch untertan und herrschet über die Fische im Meer und über die Vögel unter dem Himmel und über das Vieh und über alles Getier, das auf Erden kriecht. Und es geschah so. Und Gott sah an, alles, was er gemacht hatte. Und siehe, es war sehr gut. Da war das Abend und Morgen, der sechste Tag. So wurden vollendet Himmel und Erde mit ihrem ganzen Heer. Und Gott seglete den siebten Tag und heiligte ihn weil er an ihm ruhte von allen seinen Werken, die Gott geschaffen hatte. So sind Himmel und Erde geworden, zu der Zeit, da Gott der Herr Erde und Himmel machte.
0: When I listen to these words and see these pictures, I feel so humbled because God is so great. He is awesome. He is at the beginning of everything and He will still be there in the end. And when I look at myself and my challenges in relation to who God is, everything gets in order. It feels a lot easier, a lot lighter because He is so great. Make yourself aware of God's greatness in the present. It will give you the right perspective. Let's stop, accuse God for things that he's not even guilty of. Because it's just a wrong perspective that I um, accepted in my life. And I look at him in a wrong perspective and accuse him. And God just asks you, where were you? take this question with you in the Advent season. Where were you? Where were you? Sometimes I tell God how big my problems are. And when I look at these pictures, I realize I have to tell my problems how big God is and it will set everything right. So to come to the next point of our journey, we will look in the future. God is also good in our future. In Proverbs, no, in Lamentations, there's a verse that says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for Him. So if you read here, it says, His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. So His compassions were here in the past, they are here in the present, and they will still be here in your future. If you get to know who God is, you can realize and trust Him that even in your future, He will be there, and He will take care. And He was in the beginning, He is now, and He will be in the end, and He is faithful to you. Is this encouraging for you? Even in the dark season, even when you look towards Christmas with uh, sad feelings, with challenges, with loneliness, He will be here and He still is God and He is great. To finish our journey, we want to go back to the beginning, to Christmas. If you look at the Christmas tree and you see the purple side and you see the dark side, and I hope you realized where you're at this afternoon. You know, we have the challenge that in today's season and today's life in our society, people try to remove Jesus from Christmas and we just see the tree and it's there. We see the lights, we see the gifts under the tree. We see everything around that's produced around Christmas. Even school directors, they started to remove songs from the school where it says, there's too much about Jesus, you know. We we have to sing songs that are not really talking about Jesus because many people could be offended. You can already take it back down. It's not what we want to look at. When we realize what Christmas is about, It's about Jesus. He is the reason that we can celebrate. And we are the ones who raise His flag. We are the ones who realize that in our own personal lives. So when you put the tree away and put Jesus in the center, you realize you can move from the dark side in your heart to the bright side where Jesus changes everything. Bring your grief this afternoon to the cross. Bring it to the cross. Bring everything that hinders you from Jesus and He will give you life. He will give you rest. He will give you everything you need. This is what Christmas is talking about. Maybe you've been separated from Jesus because of sin that you had in your life. Maybe you've been separated because you didn't even know about Jesus and who who He is. Then this afternoon can be your advent, your arrival, where Jesus arrives in your life because you open up your heart. Maybe this afternoon it's the moment where you pour out your heart for the first time, even a certain angle in your heart that was always kept away from Him because you were afraid what He would think about you. Where were you? He's so relaxed with everything that's going on in your life because He's sovereign and He is still full of love for you. You can pour out everything to Him. So we want to go into a ministry time where you can pour out your heart. Maybe in your inner eye you look to the cross of Jesus. Maybe even with your physical eye you look to that cross over there. Or you just sit in your chair and you you just accept what Jesus wants to give you this afternoon. Where there was Sadness, He will give you joy. Where you were without any hope this afternoon, He will give you hope. Where you are alone, He will come and be your friend this afternoon. So let's finish this journey by looking to Jesus, by bringing Him what we have. And He can handle it even if it's dark, even if it's sad and heavy. He can handle it and He will change it to what He has in store for you. I believe He has so much in store for you right now in this moment. Come and grab it, come and get it, because it's Christmas season. It can be Advent in your life. Through the next moments, just make it your moment to pour out your heart and invite Jesus, and I want to start it with a prayer and then it's up to you. I want to start first for all those of us who've never accepted Jesus in your life. Maybe you're here and you don't know Him very well, but you heard about Christmas, then you realized what Christmas is about. It's about arrival. He wants to be part of your life, and He is the life, and He will bring your life. And it's just easy. Repeat the prayer after me in your heart. You don't have to do it loud. Just where you are. Jesus, thank you so much that you came into this life and it is into this earth. You left the heaven with all the privileges you had and you came here and you became flesh and you were a human being like we are. And you took everything on your shoulders and you died on the cross and I thank you for that Jesus that you are the one who will change things in my life and I bring you everything my separateness from you I was away from you, I didn't even care who you are, but now, today, I want to turn to you, Jesus, and I accept you in my life. Come and be my Lord and my Savior. Bring the life, the real life, into my heart. And Jesus, this afternoon, we all who are in here, we want to pour out our hearts. We want to be real with you because you see anything and everything in our heart anyways. You see it, Jesus, and you can handle it. And I want to ask you that to give us the right perspective, who you are, that we can go into this Advent season as worshipers from the bottom of our hearts, as people who raise the flag for Jesus, for what you are able to do. Jesus, I bring you everything that's dark and I accept what you have in store for me this afternoon thank you lord amen